This is People Who Play, a show about the art of playful living. I'm Emma Warrillow, researcher, writer and part-time mermaid. And I'm Ben Martin, content creator and nostalgia junkie. Join us once a week as we discuss our playful approach to parenting, work and marriage. Plus, look out for extra guest episodes. We believe that fun should be part of the everyday and we are here to support any grown-ups who want to grow down and avoid the onset of serious-itis that kicks in in adulthood. Find me on Instagram at playful underscore den. And if you'd like more of my content, you can subscribe to my Patreon. Just search for my name, Emma Warrillow, and get access to exclusive podcasts, insights and updates. And for all your retro feels, find me on Instagram at BenFlyingRetro. We really do appreciate all your likes, subscribes, follows and shares. These digital high fives really mean a lot to us and help us to grow the show. Okay, let's get on with the episode. It's playtime. Hello, welcome back. It's episode 41 of... People Who Play! Or people that fart around and don't (laughs) keep a regular schedule, Emma. Well, let's just send out a little bit of love to our listeners because anyone listening to this has come back. They've Mm -hmm. come back after our unplanned hiatus. Emma, what's the number one rule of podcasting? Never miss a beat. We miss so many beats. I I just, we're beatless, rhythmless. (laughs) We're just wobbling around. Why is it so hard to keep doing a podcast? Because we have three children, one of whom is absolutely bonkers uh, the little I thought one. you were going to say something mean then and I was like no, I love that little guy I love that little guy but scout but he makes it impossible for us to have a conversation I am genuinely excited to record this today because I feel like I haven't had a proper chat with you no because all weeks. you want all you want at the moment is solitude you, solitude you don't respect my need for solitude it offends you all you say on this pod is you don't respect this and you don't respect that. People are listening and are going to think I'm a guy that doesn't respect anything. <laughs> you respect discipline, uh, hardcore exercise. Oh my God. And eating tuna fish. I, I respect all of those things. <laughs> yeah, so Easter happened and yeah. you came out of it effectively needing to... It's a shell of a woman. You need to go to the Priory. I don't... Like rehab. <laughs> You're trying to make me go to we oh, wow. I'd have loved to check in somewhere. Uh, I don't know why, but this particular Easter holidays just frazzled me. It really did frazzle me. And because it's, it's so damn long. It was a long one, wasn't and it? And all the chocolate you and sugared I th- up. I think oh, I was going to say we didn't go away, but we did. That's a lie. We went to Wales. Shout out to our Welsh listeners. Yeah, if we have any. If we have any, let us know. They weren't after that. Attempt at um, so an accent. My dad and his partner and her son moved to Wales. I don't even know when. The pandemic's done strange things to time, but it must be a couple of years ago now. So now we have this Welsh anchor. Welsh anchor, yeah. So we went there, didn't we? And we climbed Mount Snowdon. No, you did climb it, but you had a mental breakdown at the top. Yeah, I had a small to medium mental breakdown at the top. <laughs> Largely because I found it so hard going down very uneven, large steps that were so slippery. It made me think a lot. I've got quite a lot to say about fitness, strength, agility, 
let's get into it. Welcome to my world. So on that mountain, <laughs> I sound like a little mountain goat. <laughs> Me. On that mountain, I was watching you and Phoenix and you both have a confidence within your body that I don't have. I'm very confident in my body. Like Phoenix is basically just hopping up that mountain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I felt so happy that we've encouraged him to do you know the skating and the parkour I talked to I have a personal trainer for strength training right clang um and we talk quite a lot about this but that sort of uh free body movement that agility I just saw it in action on that mountain and I was like he you know he's just hopping around he's like a cat all I really want for my kids is that. Mm. All I've ever wanted is for them to be comfortable in their bodies. Yes, And in right. their skin and just be like, oh yeah, I've got this amazing body and it can do all these cool things. And you know when people yeah. seem uneasy. Yeah. Even just like, some, you know, you can't jump around. Jump around, wave your hands, just yeah. like be completely free in your body. It's valuable skill. Very valuable. It does I, need to be taught. I would say like one of the highest forms of living yeah. to have that. And I think I've always thought about that from a more emotional side. You're a really emotional person. <laughs> That's what I've realised this Easter. You are filled to the brim but, with bubbling emotions. But I think what I saw on that mountain was Sometimes they the, bubble the, over. the, the physical, <laughs> physical side of that. Yeah. And I mean, to some extent, it's... It's hard as an adult because I've had a lot of injuries and... You sound like a pro tennis player. Well, I used to do lots of like kickboxing and I had rolled ankles. So because of that, it affects, you know, when when I'm climbing up an uneven surface like that. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to roll my ankle and have to get a bloody helicopter off here. Jeez, (laughs) negative mindset. You'd be right to think that because you have a weakness there. Yeah, but I I was watching him and I was looking at you and... I was obviously a lot more out of breath than you guys. And I was thinking, yeah, I was just thinking a lot about this sort of free movement. This um, type of agility is something I want to work more on. Emma, it's never too late. No, I know. It's never too late. And walking up that mountain, I was like, we should be doing this a lot more. Yeah, again, doing something fun and great, but you are deep, deep, deep in thought. (laughs) I mean, I was just enjoying running up a mountain yeah but emma would you like to tell the listeners about your little meltdown at the top well so and what what you had to do to get past it so so essentially what happened is i had hiking boots on which were fantastic the entire walk apart from they were not suitable for snow and ice they were slips and every step i was taking i was just slipping yeah um but i was so i was so worried about my ankle because Mm -hmm. there's no way down that mountain if you're injured i mean they must have to lift people off there all the time possibly because it's so easy to just miss a footing yeah and twist your ankle why don't you tell the listeners what you had to do to get over your Meltdown, you had a little sort of business chat with oh, yourself. I gave myself a pep talk, yeah. Yeah, but it was vocalised. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you... Were, you were like two people, you were like Gollum. Because... <laughs> I actually was. Yeah, you had like a really structured CEO business meeting ripped, with your own brain. I ripped a raw fish out my bag and just had a little nibble on it. Rock and pool <laughs> is nice, nice and cool. So juicy, sweet, <laughs> my only wish <laughs> to, to catch, catch a fish. fish. What is wrong with us? 
Is that what you did? No, yeah. you had like a really suit because I could see you from afar and you were in full conversation yeah. with yourself. Yeah, because I thought she just looks like someone that's lost her mind. <laughs> that was also true. Up the mountain. Well, it's it's true, isn't it? About mindset is everything. And I got into the wrong mindset, and I was and I was I was getting into this mindset that was like, I'm not I'm I'm not going to be able to get down here. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm not fit enough, and it was like all these thoughts were just like. You just need to flush, Cascading. flush the brain toilet. Yeah, and I flushed it. Do you think and then I was sometimes fine. I'm just poking you? You're literally no, poking me. Stop poking me! No, but I no, think you're pointing you. at me. No, you are guilty. Sometimes you think too many thoughts. Now I am not saying that thinking thoughts isn't good, but I thinking think- the amount of thoughts that you think, I think is damaging i think i fought some thoughts and maybe thinking as little as i do is damaging but maybe we could meet in the middle no ben i agree like sometimes i say you overthink my... with this instagram and the hashtagging and the being like bombarded with you know we're bombarded with like catchphrases and sort of self-help people saying you gotta do this yeah in this i wasn't situation. thinking about that on the top of the bloody mountain yeah but you're thinking of the you know inspirational quotes and it's like Ah, oh, it's bombardment. Sometimes no. you just got to... No, that's just the way my brain works. I'm not thinking yeah. about that sort of stuff. Your brain is also big. When I'm trying to get down the mountain, it's more like I knew I was... I knew I was just in a negative, like, yeah. moment. And I knew I could get myself out of it. And I did. And as soon as I switched, like, my footing changed. Because that's the thing. You have to have confidence. This is what I was saying about the agility. Not having confidence in your steps makes it harder and that's what i was getting you can't climb a mountain without confidence that's why i was getting frustrated i could climb it Mm. going up there was fine coming down was a bloody nightmare because i didn't have the confidence in my steps and as soon as i changed my mindset i was walking a lot more intentionally rather than like holding myself back which is more physical exertion thoughts on one step This is blowing my tiny brain. Yeah, but that's because we didn't have the same experience. No, you've had a different experience. I was thinking, I'm going to run this mountain one day. I know, you were just next to me like, I'm going to come back here and run this mountain. Yeah, is that what you wanted to hear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so easy. I'm just going to come back and run it. (laughs) At one point you did start running and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, because I like a challenge. We're not the same person though. We're not the same person. I'm not expecting you to run up a mountain. No, but anyway, I just felt, I felt very proud of you and I felt very proud of Phoenix. Um, and I thought I would like some of that agility. Agil- yeah, there's loads of stuff you can do for that. It's really fun as well. Have yeah. you ever seen goalkeepers warm up? No. Because <laughs> that's what, it's like the, the, the mini steps and the site, because it's all about yeah. reactions. And- yeah catching balls yeah. we should do some drills in the garden love that yeah so anyway that's what you're talking about you're talking about being able to get yourself out of like oh i'm falling yeah but it was it was on my mind and i am i can't help but think deeply about you're these a things. deep <laughs> ass thinker but also i have spent like the last few months i've been working on a work project about uh, move physical movement in children's play and about how you know, they are, we are, humans are wired to do all of these types of movements, like agility-based, gra- you know, exploring gravity, holding your own body weight. I'll tell you through. what, I want to explore some gravity. <laughs> That's what you do when you're spinning and rolling and pushing and pulling. That's what you're doing. You're literally learning physics through movement and holding your own body strength, hanging, climbing, that sort of thing. 
God, you've said all of the doing things. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been working on that project for some time now. And I think it's always been my instinct to encourage the children to do un- children. unstructured physical activities. Yes, I just like looking at them moving. But but you see it in, you know, when I see indie dancing and stuff like that, but it's when you see it in those real situations. So yes. obviously I've seen... Coming I've to seen, being useful. Yeah, I've seen Phoenix do parkour and, and, and skateboarding and it's like amazing to watch, but... I think what I was watching on that mountain was like the real life translation mm-hmm. of his relationship with his, body. with his body. Yeah. And it was like really beautiful to watch apart yeah. from the bit where he got fed up and stormed off with a boiled egg. Metaphor time. <laughs> if your mind and brain was a swimming pool, you would be one of those, you know, those deep ones that divers dive into like so deep. And mine would be that little, crappy, pool. like the little splash thing that you have to walk <laughs> through before to clean your feet. That's the difference between us. You're like an ocean. Yeah, sometimes I do say to myself, oh, I wish you could just be a bit more like basic. I thought, like Ben. Basic Ben. Oh. But then I wouldn't be me, so. No, we do like you. We want you to stay. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We probably like your big brain. Your big brain gets this family through some obstacles well what i've realized that, that i have this skill it makes a lot of sense because this love is, your necklace by the way thank you this has been my literal career i don't know why this is only just um where's that necklace from it's so awesome trying to have a conversation with you is like having a conversation with a like a absolutely mosquito. that me, is me, your me, personality me. around your neck it's beautiful isn't it this is a children's necklace is it yeah oh uh, my favorite designer she's called eva kremers or kremers i'm not sure how you say it look her up guys really she does like 3d animation like really it's very playful den vibes anyway i've followed her for so many years she's absolutely smashing it and she did a collab with h&m kids do you think we'll ever be able, allowed to say collab? No. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten out of the habit because I was sort of, obviously I work in brands and marketing and I was like, I've got to stop saying collab. It's embarrassing. Emma, you came back from Portland with some Nikes for me and I, I can I just say, I love them I so saw much. The, I saw them in the shop. And I, I love was like, wearing them. I, was I like, love looking at them. Oh, Ben, I'm going to buy them for you. I love them. I Thank know. you for that gift. You're welcome. The gift Nike. Now sponsor this pod, you mothers. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Well, now. look, it's been a tough old Easter for you. You climbed a mountain, you had a meltdown, you got back, <laughs> then you needed like a holiday to get over the holiday. You were meant to start work yesterday, but you couldn't face it, so you laid in the garden listening to podcasts. Now what I did what I was listening to in the podcast, no, in the garden, was a podcast called The Witch Trials of JK Rowling. Yeah, putting her on trial for uh, her thoughts on things. And she, By the way, this is a minefield and I might not be able to negotiate it. Same. Please don't. I'm not Why gonna, are you putting me I'm in this not, situation? <laughs> I'm not going deep into it. But what I will say is if you want to explore a nuanced, balanced point of view of what's happened with her, it's a really good podcast to listen to. And we I, best leave it at that, Emma. But what it made me crave, it made me crave... Cravings! And, and it made me imagine a future world where we're able to discuss and debate in an empathetic, peaceful, productive way. I feel like I'm really 
getting overwhelmed and out of my depth with living in a world where it just feels so like people from different ends of the spectrum shouting vitriol at each other. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I find it really like I don't like I find it really unsettling. Well, you've got to get out of your comfort zone and hang around with different people and see things from different perspectives. I know, but it's really intimidating. Like I, w- I would never join an online political discussion, for example, even though I might have an interesting point of view or I might learn something, but I just wouldn't because I'd be too intimidated because it feels like the online world of discussing serious cultural issues is aggressive and violent. Yeah, well, mm, well, even people that have quite horrible, disgusting views about things, that does upset me, but I also... I'm fully aware that everyone has had a completely different journey and a, yeah. and have been surrounded That's and right. raised in right. different ways. Yeah. So I always come at things kind of, I approach things where it's like, ah, oh, maybe I actually should try and help people that have stupid opinions. Yeah, I think, <laughs> well, I think that's a good attitude because what else I can you do? I don't know how I can do that. I yeah. mean, if I, if I, uh, I made a deal with myself, I think a lot of people did after certain things happened on the planet where you know if you're ever in a situation where you hear something that's yeah. pretty awful call it out i think yeah have you got the guts yeah to i don't know you could be in a queue somewhere in a line or a cafe if you just overhear it have you got the guts to kind of disrupt yeah. your day and be like dude you can't really be saying that here's why how do you yeah. feel about that and that, but that, <laughs> and that's so important because the ripple effect of that. Is I did promise huge. myself I'd do that. It's difficult, but uh, lots of the times you, you just got to. We've got to talk. Yeah, we've got to talk. But yeah. it was in, it, everyone's it, raised differently, though. It was interesting listening to this podcast because was it? It goes into her context a lot, and it makes total sense why she has the views. Why she, she has, has those? Yeah, feelings. not necessarily saying that I agree with them. Or, no. Or you know, think that she's right, but it's it's completely logical why she has those views, and it's also completely understandable the sheer rage that people have had in response to them. Like, Are you trying to tell me <laughs> that you understand both sides of an argument? Ah, run! <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about so many things. I'm like, wow, mm. I actually see both points there. Then it's the highest form of intelligence. Is it? Do that. Yeah. I am thick as pig poop. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was taught growing up, Emma. Uh, you were. You've got, yeah. You... I've got issues. <laughs> the way I deal with my issues is I just make fun of myself. Is that healthy? <laughs> Oh, things are good at the moment, aren't they? On in planet our world. Planet our world, yeah. So my, you're. I'm happy. Oh no, you haven't been happy because you had a meltdown after Easter. But we've done that, so we best move on. So I think we're entering into a really work phase, busy period. Yeah, busy time. Should we talk about our summer plans? I tell you what, I was around someone the other day that said, "Where where do you summer?" I thought. (laughs) I thought, oh, God, we are in trouble here. That's like Gatsby, isn't it? That's like New York uh, sort of high society. Mm, We summer here. It's like, geez, people just go somewhere else for the whole summer. (laughs) Didn't I mention that on one of the previous podcasts that I loved the term summering? 
Yeah, this is different. I'm, yeah, this Summering is like, where is, do you summer? Yeah, that's like an assumption. But we are actually doing that this year. I know, but we're not... We're, <laughs> we're not, not Gatsby. I- yeah, we're not idiots. That's, it's not like... Ben, you just said that you understand both sides of the argument. You can have empathy with people. <laughs> I can have empathy <laughs> with, with people Ga- that summer. Gatsby's not an idiot. Oh, tell me, Ben, where do you and your family <laughs> summer? Oh, I want to be a family that's summer. Well, you know, we're, we're not doing bad. <laughs> We're doing all right, yeah. So Summer we, plans, what are we doing? We're going to Costa Rica. So we've, Clang. We've rented our house out um, and we're swapping this house for a house in Costa Rica. You, just then, didn't need to um have the confidence, own what you're saying. Now, I'm not going to edit that um out, but just pause. Have a pause, think, and continue about summer. Off you go. We've rented our house out <laughs> and we're exchanging this house for a house in Costa Rica. It's we, like top trumps. We will be taking the podcast on the road with us. So you guys can join us as we... Summer. <laughs> as we summer. <laughs> uh, we are doing a little bit of flexi remote working, a little bit of holidaying, a little bit of family stuff and a little bit of splitting up probably and doing different adventures but that is our that is our summer plan how are you feeling about it i feel good about it the way you say that we're taking this podcast on the road is it like it's a physical thing that's going to be like chained to us and we're going to haul it well it is yeah so what are we trying to do with the pod whilst we're away are we changing the format and going to make it more like adventure and I think it would be like a diary, a little bit like a diary of our adventure. Dear diary. <laughs> ben told me to stop umming today in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ems, miss doing this pod with you. I know, it's fun. I'm excited for the summer. Now, We when we went to Wales, you basically came back and were like, I'm dreading the summer. I'm dreading the summer. I certainly didn't say it like that. All that time was scared. I don't know why you're suddenly in EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get you catastrophize so after a a sort of a, a tough time with scout tantrums meltdowns and he takes a bit of time to that makes him sound so bad to, he really isn't but it takes him time to settle into a new environment and a change of routine which is understandable he's only three and he's quite sensitive and in wales he he was quite hard work wasn't he he was teething which was random yeah, sometimes what we say hard work is after the fact, you look back and it was like, oh, he had one meltdown. It's so true. And that's the whole like Easter holiday burnout because we went on that trip right at the end of the Easter holidays and I was really flagging in terms of like I hadn't had any solitude. You were, you were low energy. Yeah. You hadn't ever had enough solitude. <laughs> Who knew when I married you... That you required so much solitude. You used to get angry at me for craving solitude. Did I? Don't yeah. That. Like, oh, you just want to go in there and watch a film by yourself. You do want to do that all the time. I know, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone messaged me, because I talked about this on Instagram, haven't bloody shut up about it. Um, and they messaged me and said that they did mental health training. And in that training, there's all these basic needs that one needs to keep their mental health 
sort of buoyant and I imagine perhaps people need different amounts of all of these needs anyway she said one of them was privacy privacy is one of the mental health needs on the toilet (laughs) and I was like god yes and that's what you don't what's the difference between privacy and solitude I think there is some similarity I think and and it makes sense and when she said privacy I was like yeah that's kind of what I'm craving because when you have a very young child you don't have a lot of privacy and you are constantly interrupted I think that's what I find really um drains me mm-hmm. and I think that's also why like in the sort of parenting community you will hear a lot of mums sort of joking and talking about just wanting to go to the toilet in peace it's kind of held up as a example of something that you you don't get and I think the reason I actually wrote a blog post on this once I think the reason that is called out as an example is because it's such a basic need going to the toilet everyone goes to the toilet and when you have a young child often you can't even do that (laughs) by yourself because they come in (laughs) and I think that's that's what I struggled with this Easter so privacy solitude it's just like having time to settle what you you should have a gap year and like become a monk do you know what I'm thinking about going on holiday by myself I was going to bring it up with you that's up there with where do you summer (laughs) yeah Yeah. Well, I've been I've I've been following quite a few I've started to follow older content creators. Um and I find them really inspiring that are kind of, you know, they describe it like aging disgracefully and sort of enjoying their older years in a way that you wouldn't expect, like getting really agile, getting really fit and I've just found them so inspiring it's really changed how I feel about aging actually well where would you go on holiday I think I would go and do some sort of like writing retreat I think that's what I'd like to do my writing and yoga oh my god people just rolled their eyes people just unsubscribed they just rolled back into their skulls (laughs) yeah that's where we okay we're summering you're talking about yoga retreats What's happened? We were just two normal kids raised normally. Well, these... and, now, and now look where we are. Are we at the top of the pyramid? Well, no. I always going on about that damn pyramid. So some things do stick. <laughs> well, one thing about... Or is that all uh, controversial so one, now? one thing that we do have that we're super lucky to have is flexibility. So we both work from home. We both work for ourselves. There are challenges that come with that, i.e. lack of privacy. I was trying to work and you the other day and you were just coming in and talking about car tyres. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I had a car emergency. Um, but it means that we can go anywhere and work from anywhere. And I feel like my attitude, I'm a big dreamer, as you know, my attitude, and perhaps it's just the way I was raised, was that if you have an opportunity in front of you, it is your responsibility to take it. And I very much feel like that. And I think since post-pandemic, because I've changed how I work Mm -hmm. and it's become a lot more flexible and I can work remote, I don't manage anyone anymore, I don't have a team, anything like that, I'm a lot freer. I feel like I have this opportunity that I can work from anywhere in the world um you know we still anchored by schools we're very anchored by schools that's the thing that we yeah oh you hate a school don't you <laughs> I oh, do. you just 
don't bubbling hate over. I don't. You've hate got school. a massive issue with the educational system it's, and schooling in this country. It's the sometimes it keeps you up at night. No, it's the curriculum I have an issue with, and the style of learning, not school, not You're teachers. You're very flexible in those work ways, but what you need to work on is becoming flexible in your physical ways. Yes, I do. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like this uh, new autonomy and flexibility that we have with work, I see it as an opportunity. And I think for the last year or so, I've felt at times a bit like I feel, yeah, I feel like it's my responsibility to make the most of that because I don't know how long that's going to last. I might have to get a proper job one day. Emma. You do have a proper job. <laughs> That's don't, true. Don't let anyone tell you differently. That's true. It's 2023. That's true. I've always had that. I think it's because I come from a family where sort of growing up, the jobs that I saw were like teachers, health professionals, you know. Well, to a certain extent, every one of our generation had that. Yeah. And so I feel I like... I didn't know any a single person that had a sort of quote, cool job. Yeah. Creative job. Everyone was just, I don't know. Yeah, I've tried to embrace that a lot more recently because I feel like I have always been a bit self-conscious about having a quote-unquote what what was called a Mickey Mouse job. Wait, what is it called? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Is that it? I have that all the time. Do you? On projects, yeah. If I'm like talking to a big client, I'm like, ha, why are they talking to me? Do you not have imposter syndrome? I get it all the time. I think, especially I, when I send yeah. in are edits you, and stuff, I'm just like, oh my! I God, used to have that a lot it. when I set up my first company. I was oh my God, first company. <laughs> oh, you are. Look, we say we might as well just say it. Let's have a new segment. <laughs> Emma overachieves at life. I haven't overachieved for ages. You are overachieving every day, honey. <laughs> Every day you're overachieving. And I like to think every day I'm underachieving just a little bit. Just a little bit. I had imposter syndrome. And we've got to get you being kinder to yourself. Enough is enough. It's awful, isn't it? We're on a beach. Let's just draw a line in the sand. We'll be on a beach soon. Oh, we live at the beach. (laughs) Oh, God. Life's a beach. Did you know, yeah, some people, God, we move a thousand miles a minute. Some people hate the beach, like hate the beach. Don't understand and it. it. That's, that's absolutely fine. Mm. I, I've always loved it. I'm suspicious of people that don't like the beach. Oh, don't be. It's just everyone has different holiday I, needs. I understand that the people don't like sitting on the beach. Some people don't and, like sand. And sitting Like on Anakin it. Skywalker. I don't like sand. It's coarse rough and irritating and it gets everywhere <laughs> i understand that people don't like sitting on it and <laughs> lounging and so I, th- all... I think that's that's understandable but if you go to the coast and don't enjoy looking at it and just being around the sound of the waves no i'm suspicious i like being on the edge of something same it, so I do my. It feels like possibilities. Uh, yes, that's when I do my best dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to do my best dreaming when I'm asleep in bed. <laughs> I go for a swim and then I just stare at the sea and I mm. just dream. And I, but what's different is, and there is a difference in this, on being on the south coast, it's just the channel. And when I look out, I sort of do feel like, well, actually, it's only like 17 miles, and then there's France. But when you're 
standing on the edge of like the Pacific or something and you look out there, there is a difference. Yeah. I had that when we were in Cape Town, you know, you stand on the beach there and you look out. It's like, wow. Yeah. You feel the power of the earth and the planet and just how sort of insignificant you are. But also, you know, there's a whole world out there of possibilities. Yeah, there is. And one of them is me going on holiday by myself. (laughs) Well, look, Emma, you know how it works. If you go on holiday by yourself, I've got to go on holiday by myself. That's fine. And then Phoenix has to... We had had separate holidays last year, didn't we? We did a podcast on that. This year we're having a family trip. Next year we're not going anywhere. I didn't realise you (laughs) planned out 2024. It's a big travel year for us this year. I don't know about next year. Sorry, everyone. Emma just needs some solitude. She's gone upstairs and she's just in a cupboard. (laughs) I've got a shout out. Shout shout it out. (laughs) Uh, Jessica is one of our listeners. She completed the London Marathon and she sent me a DM because she's been listening to this pod during her training and we would like to say, go Jessica. No, she's done it. Yay. That is incredible, but scares me that someone could run a marathon whilst listening to us badgering on i don't know if she did actually listen to us during the marathon but during the training two idiots talking about where they're gonna summer (laughs) i mean if i was jessica i would have had the rocky soundtrack on well you have to spend a lot of hours don't you training for a marathon so she probably needed a few options i have done a marathon (laughs) oh emma you resent my fitness just just taking it back the whole first section of this podcast saying how proud I was and like yeah, I was I, like watching well, you on that mountain okay, thinking let, he's fit don't pat yourself on the back too fast because whilst we were on the mountain you said you did that you gave me a compliment and then seconds <laughs> later it was damning with faint praise you were like first of all you got a little bit tear and you were like oh I'm the only one up this mountain that's breathing heavy and like people you know everyone's so fit and then you said, oh, you are so fit and healthy. Pause. But you don't do anything with it. <laughs> I didn't what? Say what? You're like, you don't do anything with it, though, do you? I didn't say that. I, like, what? What? You I need, didn't what? say Should that. Should I become a fireman? <laughs> I said... <laughs> You're like, you should use it more. It's like, what do you mean? I use it just from living. No, I said you could use it to do more things. So I, what I was imagining is <laughs> I, if I had that level of fitness, I'd go up more mountains and more like physical, natural challenges. And you do them because, in solitude. Because there's certain things that I wouldn't be able to do right now that you would. Such as? I don't know. Other walks, challenges. I don't know things we need to get you up to scratch up to speed with your agility we're yeah. going to turn you into a ninja <laughs> well i really want to get some because of, of all this stuff i was learning about natural movement yes. i'm i've become obsessed with getting a structure in the garden but i want a proper like metal structure i feel like climbing um things like garden play things have become very like wooden and they have you know a little slide on them maybe like a few few of those like climbing things but they're well people like wooden the aesthetic of wood. I know but like when I I had a climbing frame as a kid I think it was like 
you know, it was quite cheap from, I think it was from Argos. And it was metal, you know, quite thin, light sort of structure. It did move a bit. Mm. I think it was meant to be anchored down. But I spent hours on it, hours as a kid doing like flips, monkey bars, climbing up it. And you just don't seem to get as like those sorts of structures anymore. So I've been researching and trying to find something. Well, because wood is thick. You can't really do that with wood. And I suppose you just build the wood and it stays there. Whereas the ones that I've been looking at, you do need to concrete them in. But I I want to follow through and do it. It's worth the investment. I think back in the day, people just got frustrated with having all this rusty stuff in their garden. Yeah, and maybe. Yeah. I think the middle classes decided they would like lovely wooden Ewok village structures. But it's like all those structures are really... It's you can't a, do anything. Yeah, you well, can it's get the same, up them. But it's the same with everything. It's like great for little kids, but, you know, kids that are older, like tweens, there's not as much stuff designed. Emma coming in hot with uh, garden <laughs> play sets. Loving this. Hot yeah. take. I just want some like... Me- a bit like what you get in an out... When you see an outdoor gym. Yeah, I know what you want. Yeah. Go get it. Go chase it down. Make so, your dreams come true. So- <laughs> Someone did recommend actually going to a scaffolding centre because they, they can make things. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want it to be ever so slightly aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm just in a building Yeah, site. but I think like you get these like curved joints, don't you, on a the scaffolding? They Ooh, could look quite I nice. I love a curved joint on my scaffolding. Just love curves. I want everything to be curved. Yeah, because you're soft. We, we've we actually been doing... I like quite, a hard edge. We've been doing quite a lot of home improvements. <laughs> yeah, you've been going plant crazy, and ter- girl. We've turned our bedroom into Tropics. a jungle. I have to say, I find it tranquil. I find it peaceful when I wake up and I look at them. It's an absolute game changer. If you want to make any improvements to your home, think about plants. Oh, darling, it's a game changer. <laughs> I think when you're planning your summer... <laughs> Um, yeah, I do. I think it's one of the most accessible and affordable ways to completely update your space. Wow, that almost sounded quite profound. I don't know about cheap. <laughs> I love that you think that that's what profound is. <laughs> plants, uh, plants are one of those things where you go to the... Got to get them from Lidl. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> Where you, you you pick up the plant, you walk to the cashier, the checkout, and you're like, ooh. You know, you can look at prices before you go to the checkout. No, I always find, yeah, but plants, it is a bit wishy-washy, isn't it? You always just feel like they look at it and make it up when you're there. Like, yeah, it looks like 100 quidder. Like, oh, jeez. They are, some of the, if you buy them quite, then, if I you think, buy them quite established, yeah, they I are I think that's having expensive. a lack of respect for what's gone into that. Someone's had to grow it, yeah, well, nurture it's, it. But it's a risk, isn't it? Because there's not many things that you buy that could actually just wither and die. That's truth. Yeah. Well, look after your plants, people, and they will look after you. Yeah, ours are thriving. The, tri- yeah. the, the trick is, don't, don't, don't water, water them. them. Guys, if you're <laughs> out there biggest mistake you can do with plants ironically is give them what they need yeah. water yeah they do not like to sit in wet no one does neither do you no you hate wind the weather wind wind is my worst Least favorite. i think it makes people irritable especially children yeah because just walking through is a struggle like you're yeah. being pushed and, yeah. and badgered yeah you're being badgered the whole time it's like i'm just trying to 
put my shopping in the boot and you're blowing me away and you're blowing my bag and now you've blown my receipt across the car park and I've got to chase it like a bloody idiot. Oh, I hate the wind. Wow. (laughs) Interestingly enough, when we drove to Wales, we saw a lot of wind farms. A lot of wind turbines out out, there. Like quite Mm. far out in the ocean. Mm. Amazing. Mm. I, I know for a fact around here, they've raised that and people shut it down. I'm all for it. It's like, what? You're not, are you? You don't want to look out and see them. <laughs> you want them on someone else's coast. I know you. <laughs> oh, no. I can read you like a book. And not a very good book, Emma. But it's very windy there. I feel like they <laughs> feel like they'd get more. You are one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, invite. Oh, for winter. Oh, lovely. Ooh, not on my beach. Not on my little patch. No, you put them where someone else lives. No, put them out at sea. That's fine. I don't mind that. I think they look cool though mm, you're quite into futuristic sort of landscape so you that probably appeals to you yeah i don't mind looking out and seeing a load of wind turbines at all like at all they're well they're essential shouldn't we just have shouldn't every house have a big one in their garden <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny what are you gonna do if you're living in a block of flats put one on the wi- put one on the roof like a little one <laughs> <laughs> No, I just mean, isn't that a thing? But, I don't know. but there's more wind at sea, surely. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Well, look, we've got, to, we've got to think like that, Emma. Because yeah. I tell you what, I'm pretty convinced that um, our kids aren't going to have particularly great lives. Ooh. I... There's some pain coming. There's AI, there's going to be no jobs, the environment's screwed. I feel like we had quite a lot of... So everything that you're saying is Ooh. is a major issue with causing anxiety within today's generation. There ain't no kids listening to this show. It's just Jessica running a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> we make this show for you, Jessica. <laughs> um, no, but it's your... When you have those perceptions and those beliefs, it spills out into... But it's, it's so true. There's going to be a massive job shortage, like colossal... And you're going to say there there'd be new industries, but, but they the, won't. But, there won't be enough the with world, the numbers. But the world's never been perfect, and there's been so many, you know, catastrophic challenges and issues that humans have overcome. It, it, there's never been a, when you when you when you project into the future, people tend to go more to dystopia. Our imagination tends to go more. Yeah, because I secretly love what's it. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. But there is another possibility where the best could happen, and then the chances are it'll be somewhere, somewhere in the middle. But I think that one of the things I am concerned about is the fact that a lot of these kids are growing up, and adults have that point of view like you are entering essentially into doom that is not good for it's not good for raising a generation that are inspired and motivated like yeah they are going to have some challenges they need they're going to need to be super creative and imaginative to overcome them but they need to feel like it's possible like you need hope you know we do not want to raise a generation that feel hopeless that's really dangerous so you think there's going to be enough jobs to go around I don't know if, like, even just saying that, saying there's going to be a job shortage, imply, what you're implying is that we exist as we are now in exactly the same way. What I think might happen will be a complete change in structure and work. And I think that will have to, and I think to some extent it is, people you know, earn money and live in, in all sorts of different ways. Um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know, but I think that all routes 
to dystopia and you and utopia are open that felt profound again you've done it again wow the way you did the utopia and dystopia very cool well yeah i work it what's it like to have someone that just gives you constant feedback it's quite odd (laughs) you actually do give me constant feedback feedback's really important you've always said that i've always said that there's some things that you always say and that's one of them well, AI is going to take all the jobs, Emma. That's a fact. How do, how are you feeling about AI? Because it's very prevalent now, isn't it? I it's know, become just like that, though. Just like that. It wasn't two years ago. Nothing. Here's my view on it. Oh, here we go, guys. I strap I, in. So my my positive, optimistic take on it is that I think it might be the form of tech that genuinely does make life easier. I think that the whole purpose of technological evolution is it's supposed to make our lives easier supposed to get rid of mundanity so that we can be freed up to do more stuff that we care about and that makes us fulfilled i don't think that has happened so far with the type of tech that we've got like even i think about you know booking this trip booking this holiday like yes it's amazing that you can have choice and options but it has been hours of my time to get us oh it must be so (laughs) difficult oh my days and i think about it hasn't helped me summer (laughs) that's for sure i think about when we went on holiday as kids we never went anywhere as far flung as costa rica but my mum would she'd get a travel brochure she'd go to the high street she'd book a holiday job done and it's it's like the tech makes you feel like, yeah, I've got more choice. I've got more options and, and you do, but we haven't really had the time saving. It's the same with email. It's like, yeah, I can work anywhere. I can work on the go, but now people, yeah, they're working from home, but they're also living at work. They're always on. There's always this sense that, you know, because our efficiency expectations have gone up massively. Like if you think about, in the days where you'd have to use like acetate or (laughs) floppy disks, like you weren't doing as much work then because you physically couldn't. Now we have the capacity to do more work. So we do. And it's like, you know, it's why a lot of people feel burnt out. And um, so I think it's like, we need to move to a new point in time where the tech that we have in our society genuinely does free us up to do more of the things that we want to do spend time with our families etc yeah et whereas at the moment it just feels like a threat to entire industries it feels like a threat and i think yeah and it probably is but i don't know i mean it's a little bit concerning when you've got all the tech people saying hey let's slow this down this looks like it's going a little bit awry <laughs> i mean that's a really big indicator isn't it but from some of the ways that I've seen it being used is incredible. Yeah, I'm quite anti-tech at the moment. I just want to read a book. Yeah, I do. No, I've, I'm with you. And I think you're right in the sense of like having... I just want to sit down and read my book. I'm just like you, Ems. <laughs> having concerns about the future world is, a, I think, one of the biggest challenges of being a parent right now because it feels so uncertain. Like, how do you prepare your kids for a world that you have no idea what it's going to look like that is not the same well, parenting a, context as our parents had you have for them it was like idea. you get a job you get a career this is what you do like the path is very 
clear. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be careful here because I don't want to upset anyone if we have like teachers listening. But when it comes to school and then when I think about the future and the types of jobs that they're going to be getting, it just makes me laugh. I think teachers know I that. I just think the things that people care about, that yeah. their kids are learning, it's like, I think they need to be learning almost completely different things. Yeah. Like, I... surely, I know, look, listeners, we've been down this road before, but teaching kids in the same way, essentially, that we've been doing since Victorian yeah. times, you could say yeah that's good to be traditional or you could be like you're setting these guys up for a world of pain here i think when they put so much they put so much into these core things well their style of learning is based on memory and memory with the inclusion of technology is something that you don't have to rely upon (laughs) you know you you don't need to store all these facts in your brain and remember them so you can write them down like that in itself is quite archaic back in the day they used to teach maths so that when you went to like the bread shop to get your bread that you could work out the change and stuff yeah well financial literacy would be so beneficial to obviously you know you need to do le- need to learn maths i'm not against traditional subjects oh rishi is big on the maths oh right God, now obsessed. his obsession with maths is driving me insane here we go people she's strapping oh my buckle God. up just, emma's going it smacks of someone political it smacks of someone that has had one particular job worked in one particular industry and has is good at maths. one particular <laughs> skill and is like therefore everyone should do that yeah he's it's like so... um, he's like why are we why are we rewarding kids that aren't good at maths or something isn't it so ridiculous no why are we letting it be okay not to be good at maths but imagine that's like but it is okay not to be good at loads of things yeah imagine if he someone did that about dance or art i wonder what people would say people i think people roll their eyes when you compare art and maths but the thing is about like creativity about art about dance about all of these ways of like human forms of expression these are lifelong gifts if you can keep doing them that actually like why are they all your mental value health is my thing yeah that's the thing that frustrates me why are they God, not he's equal upset, his value. obsession with maths anyway back to the um curriculum school future thing there's always been a gap between the point where the world is at and what is being taught in the national curriculum i think the difference now with this generation is it's not a gap it's like an what's a big abyss yeah that'll do it yeah Yeah, yeah, it's it's an abyss and that's the problem i think there's a lot of kind of like oh well it's nice to have the basic and it's nice to have it's like oh sod being nice yeah you know i think in america like they make the kids learn all of the presidents of the United States, yeah. like in order. Yeah. <laughs> so what the heck? Just pull out your phone. I know. What was the thirty-second president? There you go. But or, that's a reality, isn't it? Yeah. It's the the things that I. It's like, why are you doing parrot fashion yeah. repetition? And the things that these kids really need for the future. Critical thinking. That's right. Baby. It's critical thinking. I gotta think, but I gotta think critically. What does that mean? <laughs> Emma, what does critical thinking mean? <laughs> well, the clue, just tell the, me. The clues in the title. But give You're, me an example well, in life, in the future, when a kid is going to need critical thinking. So 
the major challenge I think for these kids in the future yep. is going to be distinguishing what is real and what is not real. Keep going. So critical thinking allows you to not just you know consume everything that you're seeing like a robot like oh I've heard that view so that must be true I've seen that image that must be true actually you're able to like have a sustained sense of curiosity where did that come from well maybe that person has this particular experience therefore they think that like you're not just like that sounds like a great um, you're not just gobbling things up let's make that a subject at school which should be in all subjects what would you call it it should be in everything. What would the subject be called? It's essentially... Critical thinking with Emma. Part of it it is about, like... Emma. (laughs) Should... Forming your own opinions. Should you be doing talks in schools? And should... And maybe should I be with you when you do them? I think we'd be a good double act in schools. What are we going to talk about? I think we'd get kicked out. Of most of them. I also think with te- teachers, I, I really respect Me and Indy the have a song. Role of, we're, talk, we're having two different conversations no, here. I'm just saying that me, me and Indy have made up a song about why we don't like maths. Is that irresponsible parenting? I think you should bring humour into everything. And because I think she, doesn't should... like, she doesn't like maths and she struggles with it. And I want her to understand that that's all right. Yeah. That's what Do you I, want me to sing it? I always say to the kids. Do you want me to sing the song? <laughs> Take the mic. Maths is a really bad thing. Maths is a horrible thing. So sit on your ass and don't do math. Math, 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 math. Now that is a twist on Jack Black's math song. I think when I sing that song in front of my mum, I think she thinks that's you're you're being a really bad parent there. But Indy laughs and smiles and, and so yeah, much. Yeah, but I also just... you have a trust with Indy and she understands that that doesn't mean that she's going to drop out of maths or not try. In fact, she'll probably think of that song in maths and it might As long as you know relax your her. times tables, you're all right, aren't you? Yeah, I don't. Just on a daily basis when you're doing, you know, maths in everyday life, it never usually gets out of the realm of needing to multiply, sub- subtract... Yeah, I mean, I, I I really struggle with maths. It's such a tri- triggering thing for me because I also had a maths teacher who was so horrible, like so, so awful. Like now I look back and think... Oh, what a total twat. Yeah, I do. And I just think that... Oh, God, he was vile. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yes. he was okay. really, really mean, which didn't help the situation. Well, if he's listening, we don't want you to listen. What was his name? Mr. Nicholas. Oh, I knew it. Ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was awful. He was so horrible. But isn't it amazing how a teacher ch- can change a oh, child's yeah. relationship one, to a subject? Only one that I loved and it changed my relationship with English. I feel like Phoenix is, you know, used to really struggle with English and he's had some really good teachers that have... If you're out there and you're a teacher and you're one of the ones that's good, good for you. Oh, they're special, special people. So special. Yeah. But unfortunately, when you don't, you know, when you have one of those yeah. buggers, it can affect your whole bloody life. It can, yeah. It's the same as like having, you know, people have toxic bosses and managers and things like that. Because you've got up your ass about math. 
Oh, yeah. You have got people listening probably think, you know, all right, lay off math. You know, some people like math. Do you know how hard it is these days? Obviously, the math. You, you know, you do need mathematicians. I tapped out at year five. Yeah, and my thing is, if you're really good, you keep going, baby. Totally. You take A-level math. 100%. Go take to Take it uni. all the way. Yeah. Go to university. Do a maths degree. Take it all Just the way. dig in go, maths. go solve some shizzle. We need those people, but yeah. it is not for everyone. Yeah, what we don't need is people kicking and screaming, struggling with maths, being dragged to maths a level yeah and essentially by sunak having like (laughs) having deeply you know anxiety inducing experiences with a subject that in their future probably is going to be quite insignificant i think what he's saying is dangerous i do too that's what i'm saying but it is okay to be shit at something if he was making everyone do dance and (laughs) (laughs) like why do we? Why, why are we raising kids to believe that they're? Um, it's okay to be rubbish at dancing. Yeah, exactly. Do we want to be a nation? There'd be an uproar. <sighs> We're not going to solve it on this pod, Ems. I've always said that. No. The other thing I just want to say about something oh. that's on my mind about relating to kids and the future is, you know, I was saying about distinguishing what's true and what's not true and what's real. I want them to live in the real world even though technology is evolving even though they will be interacting with devices and platforms in ways that might put a gap between well probably will put a gap between us and them I want them to love the real world that's why we're we're summering that's why we're renting our house out because I want them to have these formative experiences with nature, with physical movement, with their imagination, things that like ground them in what's real, relationships, socializing, looking people in the eye, playing games, moving, all of these like deeply human things because I think they will need to have an understanding that those things need protecting and cherishing as they go forward into however the world evolves because it will evolve and AI will come and it will change loads of things and it you know might be unrecognizable but through all evolution there is like some aspects of humanity that keep us happy keep us grounded make us feel like you know life is meaningful and I want them to have deep experiences with those now in their formative years so they keep that going yeah. right <laughs> i am setting up you have got to get into schools <laughs> you've got to get in you should be teaching the young generations i believe that because I, that's how, that's another great lesson you've invented so should we write an alternative curriculum for fun well, I so think, i think there are people no <laughs> I'm I'm I, no, I'm talking now. So, yet I'm to school first. Right, thoughts. period one. Critical yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Period with Emma and Ben. Yeah. Parkour. Per- period two. Uh, n- nature. Hiking and movement appreciation. Yeah, lovely. Love that. Period three. Dreaming. Dream- <laughs> <laughs> period three. Dreaming. Then. Cooking. Break time. Cook your own lunch. Break time. Go and build a den. Love that. 
Then you come back. Then what is it? Everyone cooks for each other. Then cooks for each other. And then last lesson of the day, just do a bit of mass and English. <laughs> Bring in Rishi Sunak. You know like how they treat PE now? No, reading. Math and English would be the new PE. I'll just a do it once reading. a week. Just do it. If The funny thing is, if we had a culture of reading, uh, the kids would be loads better at English. You are, we are, we have descended into talking so far away from this mic. I don't <laughs> even know if what's been said is going to have been understood. Right, after- All I know is that I want to get you into the schools of this country. You know, like how Chris, Chris Akabusi went to every damn middle school when we were younger. It just turns up. I want you to do it, Emma. <laughs> I would like to give back more and... I think I will. I think that will be my the next evolution in my career. Emma, you give back to me every day. I do. I love you. Oh my god, <laughs> we are having moments live on the pod. I just feel like when you get in your when you like you're like one of those lawnmowers, those old ones where you got the, the string and you pull it. <laughs> when you get going with a thought or a topic, you just go. I just listen and I just think, yeah, she's definitely saying something that's right well at the start of this podcast you told me to stop being so deep depth has does seem to have some value (laughs) it would turn out now look this has been a bonkers show (laughs) for sure i know i need to wrap it up because i really need the toilet no you need privacy (laughs) (laughs) and on that bombshell i'm gonna have a pee in peace and i can't wait I was honestly, I was trying to brush my teeth this morning and you came in and I was like, hello. And you were like, well, I've got to have a shower. And I thought, oh my God, this is extreme. Okay, well, we're going to be back next week. Emma, where can the good people find you? Find me everywhere. Well, actually just on Instagram because I can only handle one social media. Playful underscore den. And you can find me at Ben Flying Retro where I don't post anything. But (laughs) I do respond to DMs. So if you want to slide in to my dms I'll, I'll respond i put the odd story up usually about how much i just love my new trainers see you everyone bye